What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sit Down with Sid podcast. This is your host, Sid. And our guest today is the founder and president of Stretch Med Studios, which is the industry's largest one-on-one assisting stretching franchise model in the Northeast. They deliver 36 stretches from head to toe in 50 minutes, and they opened their first location on November 16, 2019 in Wellesley, Massachusetts, has over 25 locations till date and are still growing. That being said, it's my honor to welcome uh, Brian Cook. Hi, Brian. How are you doing today? Hey, Sid. I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks so much, Brian, for taking the time from your busy schedule to be our guest. We appreciate it. So, Brian, before we kind of get into the podcast, uh, would you mind taking a couple of minutes to introduce yourself a little bit about your background to our audience? Yeah, sure. Let me, let me try to. I'll keep it. Um, I'll keep it brief. So. My I'm a health and fitness entrepreneur. Um, StretchMed is my fourth company in 28 years. I'm approaching almost 200 units across the four different brands. So I've spent pretty much my whole adult life in this boutique fitness space and, and just love it. You know, I was really lucky to find my passion early. I have a, you know, I started personal training in a health club when I was 20 years old during college. And then opened up a brick and mortar one-on-one studio at 23 with some help from my dad. And then, um, you know, got into franchising back in 2006. Um, so at the time I had my first brick and mortar one-on-one studio, um, you know, tried to expand it, you know, Robin Peter to pay Paul, you know, got to second, got to the third store, then had my first over expansion, closed one, sold one. And then spent from 1999 to 2001, really perfecting my one-on-one model. I think I was 25 or 26 at the time, was making $100,000 a year, loved what I was doing. And just said, geez, you know, someone, I bet you other people would like to do this. So looked at franchising, that concept, and in the mm-hmm. process discovered another franchise. And it was a company called Fitness Together out in, um, out in, the, out in Arizona, Colorado. So bought the rights to Massachusetts as an area representative, sold 60 franchises, got 40 open, sold that for 1.2 million, and then started my own franchise, which is called Get In Shape for Women, a small group fitness concept for women. We took that concept from one to 100 locations in 16 states in five years, went through a big disruption. Um, And then I guess what got me into stretching which is pretty exciting is that right around 2015, a family friend had asked me out for coffee to get some advice. So I, I, I met with him and was like, sure. And he asked me about the stretching concept. And it, at the time I never heard of it. I said, wow, I've never heard of that. It sounds interesting. And my advice was, if you open in a great territory, I'm sure you do fine. So we went our separate ways. And then 2017, I saw the, the stretch labs, the stretch zones, and it's starting to take off. Um, I, I remember the meeting with the family friend. And then I also remembered when I left the fitness franchise that, that I joined, um, that owner bought the first elements massage concept back in 2001. And he asked me if I wanted to get involved. Uh, and I, and I literally said, I said, uh, Rick, I don't see massage becoming a big thing. Mm-hmm. And, and there's thousands of massage therapy students now. So I completely missed that, that whole 20 year run. So I just said, geez, I'm not going to miss out on stretch. So 
just, you know, went around the country, really, really um, looked at the competition, got super granular, put my fact finder brain on, and then created stretch med with the help of athletic trainers, muscle therapists, other guys on my team with ex-phys degrees like myself. And we really put together a killer stretch and we opened up in Wellesley, mm-hmm. um, had some great success. Uh, one of the fitness owners bought one of the first franchises, one of the first members then bought three franchises and we hit, then COVID hit. So we had to go through that little, little COVID spell, which was interesting. And then we came out the other side, started 2022 with seven locations and ended with, ended with 25, mm-hmm. which was a great. And now we have about five more about to open. So we, we project we'll be at probably 50, 60, 70 locations at the end of 2023. That's amazing. So, super excited. So so I I assume since you were already working in this health industry, you were in franchise, that's how the idea of franchising your business came into your mind? Like why why do you want to do franchise why do you want to create a franchise model? That's my question. Yeah, yeah, great question. So for me, um for me, it's the most amazing pathway to wealth creation that there really is mm-hmm. especially if you're a creator so what what happens you get to kind of create a model and then you get to you essentially licensing other people uh, the ability to you know operate that model and for a royalty you initial fee and a royalty and then also you're protecting you know, the intellectual property is you know highly protected at least for two years in an eight mile race or in all the locations mm-hmm. so just and with with the other side starting as an area rep, um, doing that for six years, and then as a franchisor for 15, 16 years now, it's kind of in our wheelhouse, the whole end-to-end spectrum of franchising. It's just a great, it's just a great, it's a great method to to grow a company. But I'm sure with the with the growth on such scale comes a lot of uh, regulations and uh, you know as well because the reason i ask you is i've always been curious to know you as a brand when you are franchising your brand how much control do you have over that i mean to say how much right do you have in terms of legal aspects liability aspects insurance aspects would you mind taking a moment to give us details on that yeah so it's a it's a lot easier than people think so i'll just put it that way so i think the the world sees it as a very difficult thing mm-hmm. the lawyers have done a good job making it appear difficult and it's, it's actually pretty easy particularly if you start in non-registration states so there's only there's only 14 states that are difficult to franchise in mm-hmm. new york california illinois maryland virginia like so you, you you know initially stay away from those 14 states it's simply you know, creating uh, you know, you need a you need a trademark, mm-hmm. you need an operations manual, you mm-hmm. need um franchise documents, and you need proof of concept. And then you essentially have a franchise. So it's but in terms of like the liability, you know, you need to have good insurance, right? So if something happens at the franchisee level and you get sued, you're covered. The control is um you have incredible control. You just, you know. You may have to send default letters here and there. You may have to have a lawyer get involved here and there. But for the most part, most owners really want to follow the system. There's very, very few that just, 
become problematic. Okay, so so I I also want to ask you, like for example, you are the founder and the president, and I became one of your franchisee. I opened one of these scratch uh match studios franchise. Now, do I have any say on how I operate being in no. the local market, or is that uniform company standards that we have to follow? It's it's uniform. We're always we're always gonna listen, right? We're gonna listen to anything that's happening differently in the local market. But for the most part, um, it would be no, because the more you tinker with the model, mm -hmm. the more you're turning it into a mom and pop and then inserting yourself into it. So what we're teaching you to do is this is a widget. Mm -hmm. You're now an analyst. You're going to hire a manager to run it and you're mm -hmm. going to step back. And that's, that's really the way we try to get people to think about this. It's like the more you, not that it, it can't work your way. Mm -hmm. It's just, it, it, it inserts you into the day to day, which we don't want you to do. I want you to sit back, be an investor, mm -hmm. study the analytics, analyze the data, look for mm -hmm. opportunities, coach up your manager, you know, let, let him or her know you care about them and, and build a team, but don't get into like, let me change this and change that and do this. And yeah, we don't, we definitely don't want that. And then how much do you have the say in the operations of that local franchise? The reason I'm bringing this up again and again is, for example, if someone, I mean, if one of your franchisee is doing good versus the other one who is not doing good, but they both are following the same company standards, which are imposed by you, do you have any say on the operations or you're like, you know what, this is your responsibility. You need to figure out the marketing strategy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's a great question. So to me, I've never seen that happen in 22 years of franchising. So as a franchisor, we give you a system to follow and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Then we get, then we're going to, we get, we get very worried. I've okay. never seen a case where a franchisee is struggling or failing, not in following the system. And what we and the reason we know this is because we'll seek or chop the stores. You know, what we're doing to ensure your success is one, we're, you know, white gloving the opening process. So we're 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 personally approving the territory. First of all, selecting the right owner, mm -hmm. approve the right territory, making sure you have the right population density with the right wealth. Um, then we're gonna pick the right location within that territory, the right plaza, national tenants, the right visibility, the right parking, the right tenant mix. Then it's negotiating the right lease, making mm -hmm. sure you can you, you have automatic provisions to sell your business to another franchisee. You don't need landlord approval, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. To make sure the lease is tight because without a lease, you don't have a business. The fifth thing is helping you hire the right manager, mm -hmm. helping you have the right assistant manager, and, and you're good to go. So we, um, yeah, it's, it's very unlikely. I'd say with most franchises, if they're, if they're, um, you know, they're pretty granular in detail. So mm -hmm. the other thing is we have an entire marketing, we spin up all your marketing. We have an outside vendor, like highly um, experts in this area. Mm -hmm. We also are right now bringing on an outside sales um, training company where, all the so you know help you generate leads. We've got a you know SDR SDRs are going to work those leads. Then your inside manager will convert you know leads on the on the table and mm -hmm. 
We brought in another consultant that's just going to train managers exclusively. Mm -hmm. So he started actually this week. Mm -hmm. And we talk, we work with you as the owner. Josh develops you and everyone else's manager, right? Weekly, weekly Zoom, monthly, two hour, weekly hour, monthly, two hours, quarterly, four hours, annually, full day. So if there's a problem at the store level with your manager, you can go to Josh. Josh can come to us. We solve. So the problems don't trickle up to the owners. We can be free to work with you. Josh mm-hmm. works the manager, like I said, and, and then we, we you open more units. So so you pretty much, from what I can tell, spend pretty hefty on the operations as well as the training side. Correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Real, yeah, it's it's just it's like it's just like an exact system from start to finish. It's okay. just because um, if it's not fully articulated and there's a lot of things left out owners have to figure it out franchise owners are now kind of figuring it out and like you said if, if two people fall on the system one's failing mm-hmm. something is really wrong like like terribly wrong that should never happen so i know you brought up finding the right owner so in your being as a franchisor what is the definition of a right owner how yeah. do you define an owner right the right owner would be a student it's because what I've what I've learned in 22 years of picking owners, some some people that are really good in other areas are mm-hmm. the worst owners because they they don't check their egos at the door. They want to take that expertise at this other company ABC mm-hmm. and somehow think it's going to translate into this, and it doesn't translate. So if someone who's going to come in. And just get an education in boutique fitness this particular way. It's a brand new thing. Um, you know, some skills translate, of course, but for the most part, just be a student, learn. Just like if I was going to enter your world of podcasting, right. the last thing I'm going to do is start to tell you how we should be doing podcasting because I've never, I've never run a podcast before. So be a student, learn, execute now mm-hmm. once you are a top owner executing the current system of course we're gonna take your feedback and potentially potentially massage some of the some of the systems but not in the beginning got it um i also want to talk about the covid thing you know i i mean since you're a one-on-one you know kind of franchise model due to the covid re- uh, restrictions i mean how were you able to deal with that kind of downtrend in your you know curve of your business model or per se the disruption that you had and come out of it yeah so luckily the the stretch med was one-on-one training so we got to go back early so we're we were deemed um i'm not sure if they deemed us essential like chiropractic but at least we we got to go back when personal service uses got to go back so that was really good the fitness got really banged up. So we have fitness concepts, group fitness concepts that, that didn't get lit up, lit up till way later. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we, we were good. It, it was, um, you know, it was, it was, it was problematic as, as you know, but we, we, you know, we did get PPP, we did get some funding, never enough money, but it, you know, we survived. Great. And what is your, now do you, as a business owner, do you have like a three to five term goal, year goal, or do you do annual goals in terms of number of franchises? I know you started with five, 2022, and you ended up with close to over 22 locations, something like that. So my thing is, do you set a 12 month 
yearly goal? Like, okay, give me a little bit more insight on your kind of, you know, uh, the goals of your of your company. Yeah, yeah. So for me, starting StretchMed helped me really um, get clear what my passions are, what I love to do. So I love to create companies from scratch. That's what mm -hmm. I like. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna focus on StretchMed until we get to about 300 units. Mm -hmm. We recently brought on 400 franchise brokers nationwide. Um, we're in the process of developing an inside sales team, probably 10 people inside sales, external brokers to make sure we hit that goal. And then after we hit 300, I'll put a president in place. I'll step back mm -hmm. and I'm going to start another company called Franchise Your Gym. So we're going to help uh, health and fitness entrepreneurs franchise their concepts, take a small mm -hmm. equity stake, and then take them from the incubation creation stage all the way all the way up the ladder. So, I mean, I can tell you are like, a, what's the right word you can say? Avid entrepreneur, you know? You like to come up with new companies and, and so forth and scale them, which is great. And and uh, so, so, you know, I, I want to ask, like, why did you choose stretching as the core of your business, you know, to expand on? So to me, if you look at the the industry, right? So look at the different verticals. Physical mm -hmm. therapy, physical mm -hmm. therapy been around forever. Um, it it helps people with a particular injury. Chiropractic then hit the scene. Skeletal system, you know, skeletal system, seven minute adjustments, right? Mm -hmm. Massage therapy hit the scene. Soft tissue. So now stretch therapy is just a completely new vertical. So nothing else has ever stretched every joint in your body for 50 minutes, nothing. Mm -hmm. If you think about the aging process, it begins with, with the loss of range of motion. I mean, that's mm -hmm. where it all begins. The minute you don't move and you sit behind a, at a podcast desk all, all day or, or at an office all day, our bodies weren't designed to do this. Right. So stretch is essentially going to help fight the aging process and reverse a lot of things that we've done to our bodies over the years. So it's, and then I obviously I saw the industry emerging. So I wasn't the first one in by any stretch, but just I look at it as if we were, we were able to came in at the right time. We studied our competitors and just built a, a much more nimble, scalable model that we can open in as little as 300 square feet, mm -hmm. 1,200 square feet, you know, high traffic, prime retail locations. So Brian, let me ask you now, if I was to come here as an investor or say, you know, I would ask you a question, Brian, how does you differentiate stretching with yoga? Because yoga is actually an Ayurvedic form of stretching. Yeah. You know? So the difference is yoga is active stretching. Um, stretch med is passive stretching. So okay. I get you to end range. I get you to relax. I'm like, all right, Sid, I want you to push against me. I want you to fire hamstring against me 15 mm -hmm. seconds push, 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 push. And then you, then I'm going to say, relax. And we're going to go deeper. So we'll do okay. a PNF stretch on your mm -hmm. hamstrings. So we can just get you, we can go much deeper because you're, you're resting, mm -hmm. deep breathing. And it's just like completely different than yoga. Completely different. And, are, and are you expanding just in the United States or do you have international exposure or do you want to, do you have any plans on uh, penetrating the international market? 
Yeah, so here's how we'll do international. So what, what we'll do is we'll sell um, master franchise rights. So just like I explained what I did in Massachusetts for another company called Fitness Together, I bought the rights to the state and I split everything with the franchisor, the initial fee, ongoing royalties. So we'll carve up Europe and anything international will be, someone will come in and buy a, the, the rights to a big area Mm-hmm. Um, initial deposit and then a, a you know then we'll just split all the fees and then we will you know massively train that individual mm-hmm. to basically be like us in that market they're, they're like the franchisor in that in that new market got it the reason i brought that up is because once again you know when you kind of go into the international territory you're dealing with different governments different regulations you know so so it can be a little bit I would say a lot stress on on someone like you who is the franchisor back home uh, in the United States. Um, I know you mentioned in the beginning that before you opened the Freshman Studios, you read your market, you read your competitors. So my question to you is, what sets Scratchmed apart in this uh, from the rest of them in this industry? Yeah. So here's the big one. So basically, our competitors. Um, Teach, you know, one of them, one of them has 26 stretches that they teach their therapists and they say, you can do whatever you want as long as you use these 26 stretches. So complete autonomy mm-hmm. with what they do to you. The, the problem is that there's no adherence to volume. So someone could do six or eight or 12 stretches, a different therapist could do 26 so what we did is we created a stretch and then another competitor uses like a belt system, which there's zero reason scientifically or medically mm-hmm. you would use a belt to strap someone in. The body, think about the body. It doesn't move in exact planes. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason you would stretch it in exact planes. Um, and the, the fumbling around with a belt, you're wasting time that you could be stretching. So what we did is we essentially... It took nine months. We 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 literally spent nine months in stretch. So we methodically move around the body, saving mm-hmm. seconds and minutes to just get as much stretching in as possible. And then you know the muscle therapist had had a lot to do with it. Athletic trainers, as I mentioned. So the best way to explain it, our stretch and their stretch in the same fifty minutes, mm-hmm. even if the techniques were exactly the same, mm-hmm. we're just doing twice the stretching. Got it. Just like if you saw two personal trainers. And one just did twice the work than the mm-hmm. other one. You leave the gym and say, wow, that, that training was amazing. So that's kind of, and then the customization inside our 50 minute stretch, there's 20 things that we PNF. And you've heard, you heard this term proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. So if you came right. in, I'd say, Hey, Sid, how you feeling? You'd say, good. Anything you want to focus on today? And you say, yeah, you know what? My, my right hip's bugging me a little bit. So, all right. So I know. I'm going to, I have 20 PNFs I'm going to customize on you. So now I'm going to PNF your whole lower body, or I'm going to double PNF your right hip and static stretch your left side. Next time you come in at your shoulder, next time you come in at your neck, neck. So we, we, we still adhere to the volume and just carved out a piece of it for customization for that individual. Got it. Um, so Brian, uh, <clears throat> now as a franchisee, um, if uh, if someone wants to reach out to you for this uh, opportunity, what is the best way for them to contact you? Stretchmedstudios.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a own a studio link. They can click that, fill out a form, 
if they're international, just fill anything out, put it in the notes somewhere and we'll, we'll talk to you. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Brian R. Cook on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's, you know, stretchman is just going to be one of many companies that, that get created. And I'm, I'm in the process of building just teams, just building, you know, getting super talented people on my team, letting them do their best work. And I'm just going to stay in that creation state mm -hmm. and just be an analyst, just look at my numbers, you know, do all the financial modeling and right. making sure we, um, making sure we, we have enough capital and we grow at the right, at the right rate. And do you have, I assume you must have investors on board? Not yet. So, you know, all, all retained earnings so far, um, which is good. So we're, we're, I have a couple calls today with private equity. So we're, we're, we're entertaining it. Mm -hmm. We may not need it be, at this level because, again, there's an initial fee that everyone pays before we begin work. So that, is, that initial fee essentially covers the cost of getting you open. Okay. Um, and then the ongoing royalty covers the cost of us providing that ongoing support. Got it. Um, and also, Brian, we will actually put all the the link of your website, uh, the social media handles as well in the description of this uh, video below. Uh, Brian, anything else that you think you would like to mention regarding Specialman Studios here? Yeah, I think I think what I'm I think I'm what I'm really excited about is that we've got one, two, three, and four table studios now. So we're actually negotiating one in you know downtown San Diego on the busiest strip in La Jolla. Mm -hmm. And it's it's 387 square feet, and it's only gonna have two tables in it. Okay. But it's primo real estate. And we can open it from six in the morning till till eight at night, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So it's just a very nimble and, and it can be, and now the cost open a stretchment will probably be as little as sixty thousand dollars, all the way up to maybe 180 if it's a full-blown, you know, four-table model, and we don't get any build-out allowance from the landlord. A lot of times we negotiate the landlord to do the build-out for us, and that's what mm -hmm. gets the, gets the cost down. So yeah, great opportunity. Any of your listeners want to want to franchise their businesses? Happy to happy to give them some pointers because that's my passion. They can reach out to me as well. And um, yeah, cool. Perfect, Brian. Brian, this uh, actually this was very interesting, and I I learned a lot about the franchise model as well. Since I've been, or I have always been intrigued, you know how the franchising model works. Um, so Brian, once again, you know, we want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be, uh, to be our guest today. And, uh, you know, we want to wish you all the very best from our end. Thanks for having me again. Uh, Sid, you as well. Have an awesome weekend.